0: It can be the greatest game in the world. If there are no people there to watch it, it becomes nothing.
1: Donston. And a goal by Donston.
0: That makes it two by him. A... We were magnificent. Magnificent. Larson. Oh, he's in. Henry Larsson! That is sensational. Nakamura.
1: The game is over. The Rebels have won. Yeah! He's done it. Garvin's put it in. But and without a doubt, he's going to be a stop. on its way. We'll never stop. We'll stop at half time. And we'll stop at the end of the game when we celebrate. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jungle Jungs podcast. It's Tuesday, the 11th of January. And I'm your host, Gavin. I'm joined by Paddy. What's happening, mate? How you doing?
0: Aye, not much, mate. Just looking uh, look forward to shooting the ship tonight. Um obviously we've we'll got some big announcements made today for the for the fucking crackpots in the government, so I'm sure we'll talk about that and whatever else is kind of chat and for Celtic.
1: Aye, very true, very true. Here, by the way, I'm liking that wee intro. Like, apart from obviously the clips that we've got there, even the, the wee true that's quite catchy. It's a good <laughs> one.
0: Aye, it's just something we've been working on it, Gav. Um, so might not be the the finished article, but I like it. It's a catch it catchy number, so that hopefully, is uh, hopefully, hopefully the the supporters of the poddle can
1: enjoy it as well. Right, first question, mate. How is dry January going for you? Because I think we've had a- <laughs> and me and you are in it together on this, and I'm finding it fucking grim, mate. Are you holding up alright?
0: Uh, I am sub- just surviving, mate. It's I, I'm, keep, I'm trying to keep it as busy as I can because I'm, I'm, I'm rattling. <laughs> but I, um, it's it no that, mate. I, uh, uh, the fact that I've not had any football on as well has been, been decent for it, you know what I mean? But it looks like we're gonna have to get back on it soon.
1: Aye, aye. Well, one thing, we know anyway, the Celtic Rangers game that doesn't happen until early February. Is that right? That would second. Be- Saying, Always be like, able to drink, whether you're commiserating or celebrating. It's, no, it's mm-hmm. not.
0: Ga- it's not that. It's not that. It's a fucking. Wed- it's a a Wednesday night
1: though. Oh, it's a school night as well, man. Yeah, I right mean, man. So I
0: think uh, I think we'll only be take the Thursday off because we'll be doing some celebrating
1: anyway. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, mate. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Right. First things first. We've had that that announcement for the SNP. So the the football fans are allowed back in the grounds. Come Monday the seventeenth, uh, and that will be for our, us against Hibs at Parkhead. I first came back after the kind of the January break that was brought forward. Great news for the fans, great news for the club. What's your thoughts, mate?
0: Uh, of course, obviously, it's great news for the fans, Gav, because the last time we had uh, a full capacity in any stadium was, funnily enough, it was the the Cup Final against Hibs. Mm. Then after that, it went to the, it went to five hundred at a maximum, which was absolutely preposterous when you think about it. But uh, little Ginger Hitler's came out the day, and she's uh, she's agreed to allow people back in, uh, and that will be for us commencing for the the Monday. But again, it's it's no coincidence that she's letting people back in. I'm I'm just assuming that she's doing it. She's doing it so that she can carry some support
1: uh, for when she's watching everybody in to watch the rugby. You know what I mean? Aye, aye. Certainly, being Edinburgh based, um, the the government um, in Holyrood, you know, can imagine can you imagine the uproar if they'd actually allowed the rugby um, to resume with that oh. official capacity. But not when need to be treated uh, fairly. Um, aye, uh, it couldn't have went on any longer, and, and it's even more uh, difficult to justify the fact that our counterparts doing in England, um, they were allowed to continue with full capacity. I know that Wales can have shut up shop. But England with a full capacity, they were able to continue and us up here, we we've always been kind of one step ahead. We've been always been more conservative, um, pardon the pun than the actual tone in terms of the, the kind of the, the the regulations. Um but sturgeon certainly tried to curry f- favour with um, the the population. But hopefully it's over with. Ah, to be honest, I can't see it being the end of it. I cannot see it being the end of it. But um We've got to take it when it comes.
0: If you look at the if you look at the kind of guidelines it gave, I mean they're still they're, they're still talking about if uh, the only people that can that's that's allowed to get to stadiums is gonna be people who's had the double vaccination. And if you've had your double vaccination over four months ago, then the only way you're gonna get in is if you can provide proof that you've had the booster. I take so I think
1: move that joke of it cheaply fucked and I.
0: He <laughs> probably, mate. I, uh, that's actually quite funny, though, it? Because everybody's getting on there as if he's some sort of a prisoner of war, you know. What I mean, he's <laughs> stuck, stuck, stuck in his luxury hotel out in his balcony enjoying the sunshine, but um, I listen, of course, it's great for people that they're going to be getting back in, um, but again, uh, there's just there's, there's too many fucking ifs and buts and this and that, you know, what I mean, like. Yeah, pubs, nightclubs, everything else is still getting the extensions for the, the, the COVID restrictions, which is fucking absolute nonsense. I mean, you can put 60,000 people into a uh, Celtic Park, but you can't put 1,500 people into a theatre. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's ridiculous. But uh, K- Kenny's mentioned it there. It's great news about fans unless you follow the Huns who are in
1: Melbourne. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I
0: agree with that, Kenny.
1: Good to hear if you, Kenny, mate. Um, always a pleasure. And I guess that kind of brings us on to the month of January. It, it is a, a bit of a, a crazy month, but as uh, football fanatics, we always get a fix from the, the soap drama, which is the January transfer window. Um, but I know that a lot of podcasts uh, have been talking about that. So let's kind of push that to the side. We'll go back to that because everybody's been talking about it. Let's try and do something a wee bit original. Um, it wasn't actually myself that clocked onto this But I was looking at the Celtic website today And uh, I strongly urge you to look at this But it was an article about A certain um, man who signed for for Celtic And this was going back 27 years ago to the day Pierre van Hooydolk made his debut For Celtic And uh, that was against Hearts It was like a one-each game um, But I think It's just like Of our of, of age, like me and you were Bairns back then And it's mm. such a uh, a fascinating time back then in hindsight, at that point it wasn't really mu- that much fun um, if you think that last season was grim then it's it's interesting in comparison if you were to c- contrast that for last season back to the the, the mid 90s um, and for me it's very very symbolic whenever Fergus McCann took over and it was the end of one chapter and the start of a new chapter I think like, speaking for myself, tell, tell me if you, you agree or disagree but we weren't really treated to any kind of luxury foreign names. I know that Pierre van Hooydonk was a, a, a relative unknown, but it came to Celtic and it was the start of something new, something exciting under uh, Fergus McCann and Tommy Burns being at the helm. And he was bringing in a, it was like a changing of the guard. We still had the old kind of players like Paul McStay and Peter Grant, but bringing in uh, the ilk of Pierre van Hooydonk, it was the start of a new time for Celtic. And that followed on with Andreas Tom uh, uh, cadet the canoe you can't forget them but I think like people of our generation and older they'll know exactly where I'm coming from and why it was quite symbolic. It was the end of the bad times and it was the start of the relative good times slowly but surely it did take a, a while. But the younger generation might not quite appreciate it. But what's your thoughts? Because at the, the background of that he signed in January and we that this was just a few months after losing to uh Wraith Rovers in the, the Coca Cola mm-hmm. Cup final what what was your memories of that time as a celtic fan as a young boy mate
0: i well as you say Gav, obviously we were we were nippers back then but i was i i remember seeing the headlines and i remember thinking this guy's got an awfully funny name you know because you, you were used to guys like andy walker um so what, that, whenever you first kind of heard these these big foreign names come in it was uh, it, it was strange i'm I, Try to try to be as real as possible here. It was strange, but when you saw these guys playing, you know it was like, wow, this is like di- different different players with different cultures. That, but I mean, I big big Van Hooydonk, he was a he was a great player. I think he was it was one of the, the kind of three or four players that David Hay actually scouted, and we we, we got some great success with them. And Van Hooydonk, for for what I've read up ever since, you know. There's kind of similarities there between him and Van Dyke. Like Van Dyke was clearly a premium player in Holland, but nobody wanted to go and take a chance on him. That's true. Any, any big clubs, and it was the same back in the day with Big Pierre. Big Pierre was like six foot, what six foot four, towering striker, colossal on the air, could score a goal for anywhere. We seemed. free kicks, anything, and he was a player again playing with Nat Breda, and nobody took a chance on him, and obviously we did. That much to your success. So it was great to see guys like that coming in at that time. And it took Tommy Burns' team onto a different dimension for what he was trying. Unfortunately, as we all know, it didn't get as much success as we hoped. But that 1995 Cup final was a real turning point for us in the barren times. You know what I mean? We'd won the first trophy in donks. And it, it showed that we, we could win things with this team. So, aye. So- Good sign of it at time. Obviously, we all
1: know how it ended up, but hey. And of course, um, as you alluded to, he scored the winning goal and uh, the Scottish Cup final against Airdrie uh, in 1995. And that that was a barren spell, as you said. That was six years without a trophy. And the younger generation, uh, it's not their fault, but we have we have been spoiled, the Celtic fans, in the last 10-odd years. Um, for, like, going back to... to Did a month time even before then, but this was the start of something. But we we've been spoiled for for success for a long time now. But back then, it's difficult to imagine what it was like as a Celtic fan. Uh, And I I, I remember I would go to the games with my dad, and uh, my mum would remind me like nowadays like she'd say like you you would come back and your, your face would be like tripping you because like for for the big games. We were, we were never winning. We were only beating Rangers that often. Uh, we were finishing like fourth in the league at one point. Teams like mm-hmm. Aberdeen, Dundee United were doing better better than us in the league. Uh, it was a different time. But Pierre van Hoedonk, uh what a player. And uh, even that Dutch team in the mid-90s, they had some great strikers. But Pierre managed to get a fair amount of caps. And I think he won the, the UEFA Cup uh, back when it was the UEFA Cup and not the, the Europa League. He won that wee, uh final.
0: I, 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 I remember actually watching that, Gaff, and... Um... He'd, he'd been awaiting on in the forest and you know had his his, his episodes in there, but I remember watching him against four, uh, four finals sorry and he he would grown the dreadlocks out at this point you know we can oh, kinda, kinda corners or whatever you want to call, but he scored I think it was t- two, two free kicks and they were they were brilliant absolute brilliant free kicks and they were almost kind of Van Dyke esque I know Pierre came first but they were they were absolutely brilliant brilliant free kicks and it, and it was in a uh, UEFA Cup final too. So, I he's, he he was clearly a, a player with, with tremendous ability. It was just that his his attitude and his behaviour at times was a disgrace. Along with his with, with
1: amigos. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, totally polarised opinion, especially when he went down to the Nottingham Forest. I think um, after a while he just refused to play. He wanted to was a few bit came in for him, but the the, the chairman of that, that club at the time. Uh, refused to sell them. This was like after Brian Clough had left, of course. Um, by different times, especially that, that period as well. You had the, the English Premier League. That's when they, they revamped themselves in 1992. So there was a lot of money coming in. And as you said, like, we never really had any kind of like big exotic foreign names coming into Scottish football. But we looked at our counterparts down south and there was a plethora of them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's the first big name that came to Celtic and people take it for granted now, as I've, I've already said, but um, the start of an era, start of an era. Um. Anyway, mate, anyway, as I said, we're in January time, and it is a bit of a soap drama. I know that we love it, but um, whenever you read the, the newspapers, it's like we're getting linked with a new player every day, and I think that oh, there's right. a lot of working journalists who are actually coming out with like, credible sources, and they're, 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 they're trying to um, get that publicised. To the, the the football fans but there's other mere dodgy journalists who are talking out the hearts and it's kind of difficult to separate the wheat from the chaff to find out what's kosher and what's absolute bullshit. So we've had obviously the, the, the three Japanese boys have signed for us. We've been over that and um, everybody's been talking about that but we are hearing that a lot about other players. So we've got this boy um Riley McGree is that, is that his name? Yes, Riley McGree. Uh, excuse me, Gav, Riley Patrick McGree. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: forgive me, forgive me. Right, what do you know about this boy? I think yeah, um, he's, he's owned his parent club, an uh, um, MLS franchise, he's Australian. and may have given him his debut for... He did, he did, yes. And uh, has he just left Birmingham? So he's been playing for Birmingham, but has he just left them?
0: It, it was on loan, Gav. It was on loan for, I think it was... 15 months or something like that, 18 month, And the Birmingham fans absolutely love them for everything that I've, that I've saw and read. Uh, they were gutted they had to go back to, I think it's Charlotte, Charlotte FC. Uh, Middlesbrough, were try, Middlesbrough were trying to sign him, but I think what's happened is we've we've kind of come in for him. And with the, 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 the like we Ange, Ange gave him his debut for, for Australia a few years back. So that's clearly Swede's opinion. I noticed as well, Gav, we were actually linked to him in 2018. So we were, that's, I I seen a lot of, I went back a wee bit and kind of seen the the transfer rumours at the time. So that was uh, 2018 we were linked to him. And that's when he was, I think, just before he'd signed for Charlotte. Maybe wrong there, but we definitely were were linked to him before. So that's that's quite good, you know, that that it's a player that's been known to us. Um, And obviously, as a player, that certainly Ange knows. So again, this is another big positive for me, That is that Ange just came in under two different uh, CEOs, uh, Don McKay at first. Straight away, he's got his own man and Kyogo spent four point five million on him. Straight away, he's got the man that he asked for. He's got a man that came for his kind of footballing uh, history background that side of the world. Then the next transfer window that opens, Gav, a new CEO again, straight away, three guys in who've clearly been scouted for for the, for the last for the last few weeks, months. So, to me, Gav, that spells that. It's not just Ange that's on board with us. It's not just Michael Nicholson that's on board with us. It's the entire board. And I don't want to give too much credit, but I, 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 need, I, need, I need to give some. But, Michael Nicholson's the, the face
1: of it, the So yeah, I find it quite interesting. Uh, sorry for interrupting, but I find it quite interesting because not so long ago, Michael Nic- Nicholson was almost painted as a villain. He was the face, the face of the of the, the Celtic board, and it, it's, I, I, I'm not going to say unfair, but he, he's still a young man. Like whenever you see him, he looks a bit like mid forties. For example, he was the, the the guy who was in charge of the legal affairs for Celtic. Dominic McKay um, left, but for one reason or another, we, we assumed that it was because he was uh, not fit for the job. So Michael Nicholson comes in the, is uh, the the, the standing um, the caretaker? Not well, fucking me. What 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 much at use here? He came in to replace um, Dominic McKay.
0: He was an acting CEO.
1: Acting. Thank you, mate, thank you, caretaker. Where am I going with that one? And <laughs> eventually, he's now been made the the, the, the permanent CEO of Celtic. Obviously, behind him, you've got the board, um, the people that we do, we do mistrust. But Michael Nicholson was the face of it, and especially he was tainted with um, the, the Bernard Higgins fiasco. Don't want to go into too much about that. But he's went from villain to a relative hero. It's funny um, how, how quickly things can change in football. But anyway, as you said, Ange, the point you're making is that Ange is getting his way, and he might be getting his way again with uh, Riley McGree.
0: Well, just, just just before we, we go into that, it's, it's actually a very good point that you made, Gav, um, and it is true of most Celtic supporters, true of me anyway, I know that for a fact, is that we <laughs> do we, we tend to judge anybody that comes into the Celtic board as being just uh, to t- t- not be fully trusted, which, in a sense, is probably unfair, but I think we've got, a, track we, we, aye, we've, we've got a very strong track record of that, but See, you can only you can only judge people on the now, but in terms of the board, you know what I mean. As it stands, the now they are certainly pulling their finger out and they're, they're they're getting things done prompt, quick. We don't have much of a scouting department as such, so to me, this seems that everybody's working in tandem the way between Ange and the upper regulars at the club, which is which is delightful to see. Um, And if it's true, you know that we're just about to sign uh, McGree. Uh, I know McGinty's made a comment there. He says, uh, Charlotte FC just entered the MLS as the newest franchise club. I think we've had to negotiate with the MLS themselves for the release fee. Um, So we know how kind of crazy that the
1: the American (laughs) League
0: is and you've got to go through all these divisions and whatnot. But hey. Yep. Yep. But if if that's, if that's the case then and we're still working on that that is great I think we've also got the other fella what's his name Gav uh, the, the, the Iranian
1: well, guy Can I just finish up on the on, on this boy Riley so it looks to me again we're using the best um, scouting media available to us fucking YouTube so he's 23 years old he looks like an all-action midfielder um, certainly more more offensive than defensive. And uh, the, the rumour is we're going for him for £3 million. That that might be the the, the release fee that we're, we're hoping to secure him for. Um, I've heard you say uh, in the chat a rather reminiscent of Ryan Christie, but maybe more effective, maybe a wee bit more accurate with his, uh, his shooting boots. Um, would you would you kind of back that up, I? Well, I I don't have
0: any extensive knowledge on him, Gav, but for, for what I've from what I've seen him, what I've read mostly, from what I've read is that he's a kind of dynamic midfielder. He likes to go forward. I know Kevin 14's asking what his position is. Uh, it's 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 kind of centre mid, kind of number number ten
1: type. You know, kind of guy that's going to drive on. Do you, think, do you think? there's been a void, a void in the Celtic midfield um, since Christie has left? That type of attacking player.
0: I've said it to a blue in the face, Gav. We, we miss a player who is willing to drive forward and support. I actually think we've no filled that void since Stuart Armstrong with That's a good shout eh? um, out, Christie Christopher, me, is another guy that liked to drift out wide. I
1: yeah. know Armstrong
0: did as well, but Armstrong was the last kind of proper box-to-box box midfielder that we had that was going to drive forward and get into central areas and kind of... Uh, Tackle, uh, follow up, not going for the strikers, and get involved in that, and try and get one end across, what not. Certainly, somebody, certainly somebody that was still missing the squad, I know. But I'm hoping that if this boy McGree, eh, McGree, sorry, is that type of player, then I'm looking forward to that, and I'm also kind of happy because it sounds as if a that kind of <coughs> well, excuse me, that kind of advanced forward midfielder as well. So. Aye, it's, it looks as if it were, we're certainly putting the building blocks in place for Angie's team and Angie's style. But a point that was made to me today, by my old man funnily enough, <laughs> he says to me, what about all these signings? And I says, aye, what? He says, Japan Japan, and, Japan and Australia. And I says, aye, what? <laughs> it's like, many players are we going to end up losing to? If, if Playing Japan and Australia during the season, so that's it's, it's actually a fair point that because you know there's talk now about Japan going to be calling up four of the players Kyogo, Maeda, Hideguchi, Hatate, and then if you've got Australia playing as well, that's Rogic and McGree, so possibly that's six premium players at your squad, you know. What I mean, Which I... Is, it's, it's quite worrying that actually. Now that I think about it, I know,
1: I know. Um. A lot of uh, the English clubs, for example, um, on one hand, but I'll bring it back to this, but they felt quite hard done by about the AFCON, um, African Cup of Nations starting, and them them losing a few key players. But it's quite similar to us, and they've got Australia and Japan have got crucial World Cup qualifiers coming up um, at the end of January and start of February, I think it is. So potentially we could be without these guys for no particular order, Rangers, Hearts and Dundee United those games. uh, So, yeah, that can be a big blow. One thing I was thinking whenever I read that, I'm like, aye, that's a bit uh, a kick in the boys. One, what I did say to myself to kind of, to find a bit of consolation is, you can't lose what you've not yet, what you don't yet have. So, these Japanese boys, obviously Kyoko, we really depend on that guy. Whenever he goes, to these qualifiers. We're really, really going to miss them. But Maeda, Hatate, and Idaguchi, uh, the impact of their loss won't really be felt as much. The impact really won't be there because we don't know what we're missing until we actually see them in the flesh doing it for Celtic. And we're wondering, can can we fucking just regroup with the players that we've got with a few returning players from injury coming back to bolster the squad? Hopefully we, make it, we can make it through those games. But certainly the Japanese guys aside, Rogic, uh, another stalwart. Uh, the guy has been so, so dependable. Um, and yeah, his loss will be really, really felt. So y- your old man has made a brilliant point. Um, it's just really, really unfortunate this has happened, but it shouldn't affect our transfer policy. Looking at players from wherever, South America, Australia, Japan, etc., etc., it should never dictate policy. But I, it's, it's going to be a of the boys, mate.
0: Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, if... <laughs> You've obviously you've got Turnbull at the new right, so if if Tom Rogic is out and no in the team, then who do you Who do you get put in the place? both Turnbull and Rogic is the the advanced midfielder? If Kyle goes out, you've got ja- uh, Jackie Marcus and a jetty. Uh and probably would you call him the young boy uh, J- uh, Joey Dawson. Mm-hmm. Same again, name Ayida. You're having to rely on the likes of Owen Moffat kicking in um Mikey Johnson you know so we really had to get these guys in because the squad was 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 threadbare as it was you know obviously we're getting the likes of Julian back hopefully Jota's going to be back in the next few weeks to, to counteract that that injury problem but I still think that it's, it's worrying Gav you know that we're, we're going to lose potentially six players to international duty and it's coming at a crucial time, so uh, Brian's made the comment there. Uh, so, just pose this question to you, Gav: Would you like to? Pers- would you look to postpone the derby if we had five to six players out? I probably would, but I see Ange just going with what he has.
1: I agree with Brian in the sense that Ange will go. We will go with what we've got right now. Um, it's already been postponed once, but that was not not due to the players being out, but due to. Uh, the SNP um sticking their, their nose in, in our business I think it would be, the, the media would have a field day, they would definitely have a field day if, um, if Celtic looked to postpone it any further if there's a precedent for that sort of thing I think there'd be more justification, the SPL would be more they, they would appease us more if we had players out due to COVID but not so much due to the, the international qualifiers, I think that the media would take the piss out of us. It'd be a, a bit of a PR disaster, and that SPL uh, would refuse us point blank. It's a good question, but I can't see it happening. And I think we just need to roll up our sleeves and just fucking go for it. Uh, would we'll you agree with that? I wouldn't. I would relish it. You obviously want to go into the the Rangers game with everybody fit, raring to go. I
0: will. Right. Right, well, clearly, Andrew's already said that that you know he'll play with what he's got, he's no he's no the type to moan and groan about it. But I don't think it's really moaning and groaning about the fact that we're going to be losing a large chunk of players. Now there was a certain team who when they were in division three, I think it was they actually put in for a match postponement because they were missing three three players. You know what I mean? They couldn't they couldn't put three players out against fucking the or something. And they got a match postponed. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're, yeah,
0: So you're talking about the mid. Uh, the, the the media take the piss it is, you know. What I mean, they probably would, but in a sense, who gives a flying fuck what they think? Um, mm. aye, listen. We'll we'll, we'll we'll just need to wait and see. I'm I'm just, I'm hoping that maybe Japan will, you know, go with a few other players. I think it's probably a certain that they'll, they'll, they'll take Kyogo. I think that's a percent. But well, listen, I, I, if the if the guys do go, then we've we'll not really got any other choice but to play the game we've got because, as you say, the earlier on, we've already had a postponement because of COVID, and I certainly don't see the the the, the Scottish Football Association or whatever calling, uh, eh, putting on
1: mere postponements after you know bringing forward the the winter break early. Aye. Um, so just to kind of f- finish up on the, the rumoured um again, it's difficult to kind of tell because you may have a few individuals in the media who are taking a few journalistic liberties, but uh, there's a, a Derby County left back called Lee De Cannon, 20 years old. I know that Derby County are already in administration. They're in absolute meltdown, but they've had a, a few run of games and if they were to lose any players, it would spell death and doom for Derby County uh, in, in terms of relegation into League One. Um, and, and the man that is Shrek, uh, Wayne Rooney, he certainly wouldn't be happy with that either. Uh, but that, that's a only guy that we've um, we've heard about since the start of the season. Lee Buchanan, left back, twenty years old for Derby. Another guy, uh, I think this may have been today or yesterday, a guy called Mede Gaida, Gaidi, Gayedi 23 <laughs> 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 old winger, um, Iranian international plays in the United Arab Emirates. They only signed him in the summer there, but apparently he's doing all right. Um, uh, Ange, I think Ange actually, whenever he first um, joined Celtic, Ange did say that he was aware of players in both Asia and the Middle East. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is possibly a genuine um, transfer target that that Ange has pinpointed. I wouldn't be surprised, but as I said, it's difficult to kind of pinpoint. um,
0: well, you, you, not... you, you saw the reports coming out yesterday, Gav, that we had a—I think it was two million
1: pound note back.
0: Really?
1: Aye. They must read them if they don't want two Aye. million. They want more than two million.
0: I—I'm sure. I'm sure, like uh, many other Celtic podcasts, there'll be an influx of Iranian sports journalists coming on to tell us how good he is.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what, so, so, watch our space. <laughs> Aye, uh, if that happens, I'll do, I'll do the interview for that one. I don't think the, the the Iranians will understand your accent, mate. It's just a, a little bit too thick. <laughs> <coughs> no, thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, wish me a big junk, a guy eating. How is she, is she all
0: right,
1: like? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I would love it if you hammed it up like that. If you just got a lot of some test halfway through and you just started hamming it up. Uh, aye, and one, one other guy, uh, Zinedine Ferhat, uh, a 28-year-old playmaker, um, he was playing previously in League Unc, uh, and now he's relegated to League Duh. Um he plays for Nîmes, uh, an Algerian playmaker, uh, apparently is quite experienced, um, again, again, you, you don't know if half of these are just a load of shite, or if they're any good, Um aye. Uh, in, in terms of incomings, in terms of incomings, it looks like Riley McGree is almost over the line do you want any more or are you happy to draw the line after that boy no
0: no um, I'm hoping Gav that we listen I, 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 I'm hoping that we sign Vickers and Jota. I really want the two transfers to be made permanent I know a lot of people are saying what's the point signing the now you know, we can sign them later on. We don't need to put the, the, the kind of transfer money through in this transfer window. But I couldn't give a flying fuck
1: about the transfer money or the transfer window, the accounts or whatever.
0: I want
1: to see. anyway. It doesn't have to be paid up front. You never really do that anyway. Right,
0: exactly. But that's that's what I'm saying. I couldn't care less about that whole point. Let the guys deal with the money. Deal with the money. I want to see guys that have proven themselves coming into this club permanently. You can see how much joy that. The, uh, that is getting out of playing for Celtic. You can see how much Carter Vickers is getting confidence and growing as a player playing for Celtic. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're on this journey with us, and we want yeah. them to continue it. We want to grow as a team. We want to add to the quality. We want to bring in fresh faces, get rid of the, 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 the shite that's fucking lingering about that we're going to talk about soon. But no, I, I want the guys in the new, because if we get them in the new, then it means that they're, they're settled. They've, they've, they've finally found a club that wants to take them to heart, because the two guys have, especially Vickers, Vickers has had a lot of loan spells doing in England, Jot has had maybe one or two loan spells as well, and he's not going to get any game time at Benfica, so come to Celtic, make a home, and
1: go and make some history. Aye, aye, yeah, I totally agree with you, and uh, another thing, uh, another lone player back in the day, who uh, made a big impact, but he left too early, um, was Raman Vega, I think he was like featuring on a, a Celtic podcast in, in the, the last day or so, Raman Vega uh, he came from Spurs and um, he played, for like, what, six months for, for Celtic and he left afterwards but he made a big impact for Celtic and I think that he was talking whether you can um, put this down to genuineness from the guy or whether he's just trying to appease the Celtic fans, but he said that he really really regretted uh, having left too early and he, he wished that he said that that was one of the, the, the best times of his football career playing for Celtic. Uh, I Whether the guy's talking straight, whether he means it or not, but you were talking that Jota and CCV would uh, have some more sentiment.
0: Well, this, is, this has been your hoping that if Celtic make a bid, you know, and obviously the player doesn't need to, to accept it. The player can hold out for another move. But you're hoping that maybe the likes of Joe Hart, who is a, an integral part to this squad, he's a leader, you can see how much he loves it now, He's coming on a permanent transfer. Gaff. He's realised what Celtic's all about. He's found a home. He's found a crowd that loves him. He's found a team that wants him, and he's uh, 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 he's shown the, the the benefits of that's coming out of his game. So you're hoping that for him coming for Tottenham, where Carter Vickers, that's his parent club, he's surely going to be having a word in his has and saying, "Listen, you've been out on loan. You've been here and there. Nobody's gave you that that chance. We've, we've all got a chance here and doing something good. You know what I mean?" Come here, spend a couple of years, and then if you want to go here, there, and everywhere, you'll get it. But come here, try and win a league, try and get into the Champions League, blah blah blah. It'll be great. And talk about big Vega. Big Vega was a phenomenal signing. I mean, I'm sure it was his first game, Gavi's debut. He, he, he nearly scored the hat to it against Aberdeen. He scored two absolute brilliant goals, and it was it was a type of player that we needed at that point. And uh, he was he was he was magnificent. So he was. But then obviously uh, Watford. Oh, Elton John came calling, F. A Watford, and he he couldn't resist it.
1: I want him. Oh, to make I, a, I want him. Nothing to <laughs> a, not, not mind, uh, and my my bad jokes are like bad enough as it is. <laughs>
0: but uh, he's 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 consistently said that since since he left Watford, is that his biggest regret is no signing for Celtic, and this is this is a guy Gav who's he's he's a multi millionaire. I think he's been pretty successful in, in business. I'm he's uh, he, He's
1: not done enough. well. Not, not too intelligent enough, but aye. enough to, to make some money.
0: Aye. And he, he's, he's done well with UEFA, you know what I mean? He's kind of got up to high positions as well. I think he actually
1: tried to... Can't, trust, can't trust him, mate. If you go that high in UEFA or FIFA, you must be corrupt.
0: <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> or uh, getting tips off Elton John or something. Eh?
1: Aye, aye. Uh, right, mate. Let's move on. So, uh, I wanted to talk about players who are who are in um, surplus to requirements at Celtic. So obviously, we've um, we've been buying players from a position of weakness. so many good players who we had so many players who left Celtic, and uh, a few uh, decent players as well who left Celtic. So we've been buying from a position of weakness. But now, uh, you could argue that we might be top heavy in certain places. I think. For me, I'll say it again. Yeah, uh, I think this league uh, will be decided on who has the best strength and depth. I think we can match Rangers for the best eleven, but strength and depth is going to be a, a massive factor. Um, we've got what was the previous one? Aye. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, we must we must have the best attacking players in this league and could easily blow this league up from Monday. Uh, I think that's quite. Uh, enthusiastic, right, And love, <laughs> I, I would love for you to be right, mate. I'm, I'm no jumping on record the saying that you're you are right, but you're you're no far off, buddy. Blow,
1: blow this league up. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> I, 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 hope in, in terms of the positivity that we're going to we're going to, um, steam roll up the the teams for the remaining games. Certainly, certainly. Hope you're right, mate. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Obviously, as as I'm talking about strength and depth, I think that's going to be a key component to winning the league. Um, And I think uh, Davey Boy there was saying that our our, uh, best 11, um, maybe I'm saying it, is uh, very good in comparison to Rangers. So, there might be a few players, maybe more than a few players that we might need to get rid of People who have been with the club for a number of years and the writing's on the wall. Um, So, let's go through it. So, I've got a wee list here, Paddy, and I'm eager to get your thoughts. Start off... um, and goalkeeper, and uh, I'm, I'm all ears to hear what, what you've got to say, whether you agree with me or disagree with me. It'll be good to see if we we can get a wee debate out of this. And for the viewers, please uh, let us know your own comments on this one. So, Barkas. Barkas the goalkeeper. Get the fuck. Um, and actually, so the Greek man, he's been with us for uh, uh, almost almost a year and a half, I think he's got about two years presumably left in his contract. Um, he's actually made an appearance for Celtic already this season, much to our surprise. And um, and actually, to confirm my own suspicions, Ange does speak Greek because he was doing uh, an interview with um, the Greek media uh, a couple of days ago. So he's very, very fluent. I should hope so, Gavi, As is Greek. I'm talking about Ange. Aye, so I. <laughs> aye, he left when he was four years old. No. Aye, aye, well, I'm sure he was talking Greek when he was four, like, you know. Well, it, it's reassuring for me because there aye. could be nothing lost in translation whenever Ange tells Barkas, you must do better. But he's came out, I think uh, I read comments maybe today, and he's been talking about Barkas and he said it's been very, very difficult for him during COVID to, to settle in Glasgow. He's found it difficult. He's a very, very hard worker. You know, whenever you say that the writings on the wall, um Barkas is already looking at his passport uh to, to, to see um what he can do, what, what clubs he can um can actually secure an offer from. But for me, the writings on the wall on the wall with Barkas. Would you agree would, would you give him a second chance because he's still eventually um, an asset? Phew,
0: looking asshole, man. Like, um, I, would, I would love to know the Greek translation to English for fuck off you absolute roaster. Um, nah, I, I was all for giving for game Parkas another chance at the start of this season, especially when I heard that Andrew was coming in. You know, he was Greek background, Greek speaker, whatnot. But everything that I've seen for Barkas this season, Gav's been an absolute disgrace. He's tra- he, he, you look at him on the sidelines, his application, even as much as the, in the, the, the pre match warm up, you know, he's not even making attempts to die for the ball. He's just walking about like the laziest guy you've ever seen. I think he's... I, I, I'm i struggling to think of one save that he's made. So Barkas, Barkas goes down as the worst goalkeeper in Celtic's history.
1: The worst. Oh, no. K- Carol Muggleton. Come on, let's be no, fair.
0: No, no, no. C- Carol Muggleton was Manuel Neuer compared to, to Barkinghouse, <laughs> as a good pal Dell refers to him. And I, I don't... Eddie the boy, I'd sooner have Paddy and goals and Barkas, so thanks, mate. Uh, aye, me helping the guy. I, I don't hold him any ill will, but he can piss off. Aye. Yeah,
1: and hopefully we can get some money off him if we do sell him, but from that... Hold, just-
0: hold, hold on, hold on. Davey boy, you'll need, to, you'll need to elaborate on this one. Strangely, Barkas statistically is as good as Hart. His blunder against the Danes cost him his fourth choice. That one, then you're going to need to leave us a wee comment, mate, and tell me what you're smoking. <laughs>
1: do, you, do you remember the, the pre-season friendly against West Ham and yes. how? Uh, Six-nil six, game was it, Gav? No, we scored a couple of goals. I think maybe like, oh. we could have been a bit six-two, but um, two, one of the goals that Barca's lay in it was like a, a near-post shot. And he like, he never had any spatial awareness for that goal. He was like a good five yards away if he near post. And uh, like, I'm no goalkeeping coach, by Stevie Woods. At that point, must have thought, Oh, fuck, this is going to be a long, long year if that's what I've got to work with. So, Barkas, done and dusted. I
0: think we all agree like, on there's 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 Davy Boy with a reply there. Thanks, Davy. Uh, clean sheets and goals conceded are less than half. Well, Davy Boy. I, I don't doubt you, mate, but that just plays right into my hands because I fucking hate stats for the most part because they certainly don't tell the, 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 the proper story at times. I mean, the stats can tell me that Barbcast is as good as Joe Hart, but, you know, I'm sure a, an insane person will tell you that Dragons are real and, uh, and that the Rangers are the same team.
1: But um, <laughs> right, uh, moving on to the next goalkeeper. By
0: the way, anyway, sorry, Gav. This 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 guy's just started uh, posting on the the and nah, He's got the best name I've ever seen in my life. The it Roster. Is it Fudge? Fudge? Ah! Ah! <laughs> if Celtic lives Kyogo, Rogic, Maeda, and Hatate for international break, should we initiate Rule G seven and request postponement? No. I think that we should play
1: fund roaster up front.
0: <laughs> As, I
1: We had that a similar question uh, from was it Brian earlier uh, on? Yes. Uh, uh, I, I can't I can see it happening. Um if it's legally uh viable and yes, man, we've got a league to win. So we're looking for every single advantage that we can get. If if Celtic did try to exploit some loophole and get a postponement, fair enough, man. I'll be happy. I'll be happy, but at the same time, you know, postponing a game again and again and again, we just need you some. we, need, we need right. to go. Well,
0: there's 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 Eddie asking the question as well, Eddie the boy. If that's true, you have to consider Angeball. Uh, I'm assuming that's tying in with the the, st- the stats for uh, Davy. If that's true, you have to consider Angeball. The current system leads to more goals being conceded due to open play rather than being shot. That's absolutely true. I think um, because that we've got such attack attacking intent in the team, and that's what kind of ethos approach to the game, is that we are going to be weaker at the back. But if you take that away, and if you look at Barkas and his individual performances, which I think you have got today, the guy is a complete disaster. Uh, as I say, you look at his attempts... To, to actually save balls, you know what I mean. You'd be as well with a T Rex, you know what I mean. The of, the, the, the length that his arms extend away from his body. The, the the goal that sticks in mind for me is the one that uh, we lost at Ibrooks last season. I can't actually. I think it was I actually think it was a McGregor own, own goal when it went, went down But Barca's actually tried to die for the ball. He moved in the air, but he never moved. For this spot, they literally dived and never moved. If you know what I mean it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to Does
1: that know the, no the Mitchell and goal?
0: No, the one Ivorics. I think they won one 0 obviously it was last season. Uh but no, that, that that goal sticks in my mind. But as I say, I've watched the guy training, I've watched him warming up and his application, Gav, it's 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 horrendous. It just looks okay. like a guy that he just looks like a guy that can't be bothered, you know what I mean. So if he can't be bothered to even warm up and at least try and save a, he, he can't even save a shot in a warm up. There you go. Move on because I'm starting to get
1: annoyed of him. I was about to say, to say that, guys. If please leave no more comments about Barcast because Paddy will oh, never shut the fuck up about that boy. <laughs> so anyway, Conor Hazard, mate. Conor Hazard, okay. 23 years old. He had his day in the sun in the Scottish Cup final win. Uh, he looked raw as fuck in that game, but he kind of redeemed himself for the penalty shoot. Sure. I think he, I think he might have had two saves. Um, he kind of and Craig Gordon to an extent, um, but aye, Connor Hazard, twenty-three years old at that at that stage in your career, even as a goalkeeper. I know that they can mature later in life, but he needs to he needs to go out and get some some game time with another club. Uh, I, I'd be more happy promoting the, the the youth prospect who plays for the the B team. I get mm-hmm. the guy's name. All of Yeah, thank you, mate. I'd be more happy to kind of promote from within, but Conor Hazard, at twenty-three years old, nah, I would. Nah, get
0: rid of him. aye, off you go, son. Go and, go and find yourself a club and uh, go and deal be well. with he's, uh, he's 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 had he's, he's made his moment uh, in history. He's, he's been part of that cup final win. That's as good as it's going to get for Conor Hazard, unfortunately. Um. By the way, he's 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 compadre in goals as well, Scott Bain. I would get rid of him. I don't think I, I know people are saying, you know, that he's he's good enough to be backup, but see for see for a team of your stature, right? If Joe Hart gets injured, we need a goalkeeper who is good enough to step in, not just somebody that's like a plain Jane, which is what Bain is. Bain's not good enough to be number one, he's not good enough to challenge to be number one. So well, Mm-hmm. The uh, by the way, the rumours is that he's maybe going to be going to the, the dark side. Oh, he, he, he's, he's done well enough in, in SPL, but I would, I would like to see his, Gav. We're making inwards in going and buying a good calibre of player. You know what I mean? So why no go to the back and do that? Start for the back. You know, Joe Hart's 34. We can still get another couple of seasons at of him. But go and try and get somebody maybe 22, 23, 24. Spend a couple of a million on them And develop them Somebody that's willing to come and learn And maybe play in the Cups
1: You know Yeah, yeah. I think, I think for, for me right now Where we are right now We'll go heart and goals I'm no that bothered to put a backup goalkeeper For me We can address that in the summer But for right now I think we've got bigger fish to fry Um, But I hazard I think he's an, an international For Northern Ireland Tell me if I'm wrong Yeah Right. so uh, he's going to make a career best of luck mate but I don't think it's going to be at Celtic nice. I,
0: I, I, don't, I don't even know if he it gets it's a game for the the occupied uh, six county again.
1: 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, moving on into defence, uh, looking at our, our outfield players, uh, one guy who has never been Mr Popular uh, Mr Bolly Bolling Goalie Ball, balling, balling Jobby Bolling Jobby Bolling Jobby Bolling um, Twenty-six years old signed in July two thousand and nineteen. Uh left back now nah, well granted we've had a lot of players uh, play for for um our left back slot already. Like we've had like five. We've had like Yanovich who's a right back, you've had yeah. Yeah. Greg Taylor, Liam Scales, Jobby, and Montgomery. Montgomery. So five players. Um Bolly for me—it's a shame because we spent. Like, I thought it was about three million. It could be less. I, I thought it was three million that we spent on him and on Greg Taylor each. But uh, the guy—the guy the guy's still got a, a lot of good years left in his career. It should be with somebody else. I would sell the boy. Um, well, there's there,
0: <laughs> there's the first couple coming in, uh, Davey boy. Aye, ah, you're right. Ball and Golly is Lukaku's cousin. That's uh, correct. But he must be about the the ugly stepsister in the family. Uh, Eddie do you think boy- talking, right? no I just mean that like he must be like the well, I don't want to say the black sheep of the family but you know what I mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eddie's Ed, 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 Bollie's, only, Bollie's only crime was being horny free Bollie <laughs> aye, right. I said, uh, I, <laughs> I don't hold any ill will of the guy travelling Ibiza for his Nat
1: King but uh, he can't kind of play left back so I beat up. I think that the main thing is he's never really impressed. He's never held that down. Let the 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 left back berth prior to him getting horny. So as with it is, judge uh, him. Judge him. He's,
0: judge a, him he's just he's a, he's just another one of the players, Gav. I mean, he looks it looks like one game he can be can be brilliant, and then the next game he's totally erratic. You know, what I mean, he, he, he's obviously got the makings of being he's an international left backer. He was at one point. So he, he was a good player for Vienna. Um, but again, there's no consistency there with Bolly. He's just an absolute crackpot. So he's not a guy that we can afford to, to, to put into the team and depend on him. You know what I mean? Aye,
1: aye. So, aye, he's, 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 of no, he's of no use to us, this team. Right. Now, I know that Liam Shaw has already <clears throat> signed a loan deal with Motherwell. I would like to see another guy who was brought in at the same time as Liam Shaw. I'd like to see Uri Gide go out on loan. 21 you- years old. I, I spoke about it in the last podcast, my my, my estimation of, uh, of his ability and where he is right now in his career. I was at the game for the, the Real Betis at Parquet. I was not impressed with his performance. I came back home and then I was reading the comments um, on Twitter of um Celtic fans' opinions of his... Uh, performance, and a lot of them are quite complimentary. So I watched the game back, I'd recorded it, I watched it back, and for me, I was just doubling down on my opinion of them. I'm happy to be, I- I'm happy for people to disagree with me, but Urigidi for me is miles off it, miles off it. And I don't even, I would even be surprised, I don't mean to be harsher on a guy, but I'd be surprised if an SPL quality, or sorry, an SPL uh, type of team uh, actually, came in for him uh, based on the evidence thus far. Get him out on loan because right now, miles off it. Are you with me or are you against me in that one, mate?
0: Um, I'm torn on that one, mate, because I think for, for me, I don't think we're going to play anybody other than Juranovic at left back as the, the the consistent left back. So I think it's right, right always, back. no, no, left back, I think we're going to keep Yoranovich at left back and play with Rauch at right back. So if so. we do if we do that, then we're going to need somebody else who is able to play in the right back position. We don't have that. I know Urigidi is possibly a centre back, but he's probably the only other kind of third choice player that can play right back. So if I've got my two right backs on the pitch, one being left, one being right, we need somebody else there as backup. I would have that, and especially if we get another. Possible injury centre back, or if Steven Welsh gets sold to Udinese, which is possible, uh, we're going to need another player who can operate in that position. So I would, I would keep my, I would keep him. About Gav, I know it would probably do his development better if it went out on loan, but I think we've saw how much we can be shortchanged with, with players missing. So I think I would keep him. I would keep him for if that. We, for, for if, that we, if there wasn't so
1: much riding on this season, I would be happy. For Uruguay to get more game time for Celtic, so that you would have to eat your bloody words, man. Like the guy is gash. But we'll find out, find mate. Um, Dane Murray, uh, that's an interesting one. So he is uh, 18 years old. Personally, for me, I would keep him and develop him in the first team just be training. Certainly, he could go out and loan. He's not good enough to play uh, for his right now, but I would keep him and develop him. There's no rule that if you're not good enough for the first team, you must go out and loan. What's your thoughts on that one? Because he did get a wee bit of exposure. I think he might have played uh, maybe one, one, two games. Uh, and the the the, wasn't he against Alkmaar? Was it no?
0: He played the second leg against uh, Mitchell yeah. when don't get the after the first game, sure. And then it was, it was Welsh and Murray was the center back. Nah, but uh, um. I'm not interested (laughs) to be (laughs) honest. He he, he can either play with
1: the B team or go out Um, alone. This is an interesting one because this is a young boy who's actually had a fair bit of game time. This boy has had 18 appearances this season, 19 years old, but you're probably going to guess I'm talking about future game time at Celtic because we've got all these new players in. Maybe not. Best position. We don't know. Adam Montgomery. I would, I, I, would,
0: I, I would loan him a fucking things gym and say, go and bulk up we man, go and do some body work. Um, aye, he's, I he's... I'm glad that we've got more bodies out to cover the, the full-back area, uh, because I think he's been very, very poor, and I don't want to degrade him too much, but because he started off well, Gav, Started off quite bright in the pre-season, and then the games that he was asked to operate, left-back, left-wing, left-wing-back, whatever, he did he did well at the start, but he's, he's fair away. Um, Attacking-wise, extremely poor. Very, very poor. Struggles to take a man on. Defensively, offers very little. I think I can count on one finger how many tackles I've seen him make. Uh, I've actually got 10 fingers, but I just say one finger because I can only remember one particular tackle. But no, I, I send him out on loan, you know, and see if he can benefit for that as uh, and see what that can do. I'm just going to get a couple of comments up because I'm, try, I'm trying not to overlook these guys. It's just that these are all coming fucking flying in. Uh, Big Brian, what's happening with Lava? Was getting rave reviews for the B team early in the season, then heard not much injured. I think he is injured, but we, he's, he's he's a player. Who's definitely head and shoulders above the, uh, the above the rest of the B team in the All Leagues. We've saw him as well, Gav, and the flesh, and he's he definitely looks like a a bright acquisition. can and uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, shoulders above the other guys. Right. Kenny. boy, again? I thought O'Regidi did okay against Betis, but loan him out and let him learn like at McGregor and Iyer. I actually thought he'd done well against uh, Betis as well, a lot more than Gav did. And uh, he's got a lot of qualities, as I say, because of the the kind of amount of numbers that we've got defence. I would keep him, but again, a loan move would be good if he's not going to get a game, but because he, because he, who we've got, personnel we've got, I'd need to keep him. Uh, Davey Boy, Murray, uh, Dane Murray has been woeful in every performance. I would probably go with that. Uh, I think we're going to need to go with this comment as, as gold. Fud roaster, Murray should go on loan. Fud <laughs> roaster, you say that, mate. I think it's a, it's a definite end. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's Del. What's happening, Del boy? Uh, Monty, I think who is one that will benefit massively from a loan move. Yes, absolutely. I agree with him.
1: I agree. With him. Absolutely. And uh, would you agree that it should be a Scottish club? I think that there's a, an added benefit of a Scottish club because we can track his progress a wee bit more, and it's the Scottish game rather than I think that the Championship might eat him up a little bit. Um, Maybe a wee bit too fast-paced, a wee bit too physical, but I think maybe the, the Scottish game would, would certainly be a bit there.
0: I, th- I think that's something that we should do a lot more, Gav, is to send our players out on loan to the other teams in Scotland. What I actually think that we should do, because I, I don't think it benefits the player, is that we don't allow them to play against us. And I know... I
1: know
0: obviously that could work against us, like the player could put in a performance and he could beat us and this and that, but like, if, you're, if you send Montgomery on loan to Sutton Murray and he's playing five games in a row and he's dead decent and then he comes up against Selic, like, they can't play. So that's him sitting in the stands. It ruins, it ruins the momentum. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one. I don't like to see players no club, no being allowed to play because they're playing against the parent club. But I can obviously understand it because I don't want them coming back to bite us yeah. in the arse.
1: No, yeah, there's okay. always that fear that players can come back and haunt you. Yeah, I know that it's never happened to us because of that rule. I'm thinking like Harold Bratback, whenever he scored a fucking hat trick against us, I know that he was the only one, but he was a player that we let go. Um
0: uh, <laughs> enough... sorry, Gav, there's, there's Reynaldo asking a question as well. Uh what happened for Paddy Roberts for Man City? I think he's uh signing for Sunderland, I believe. But uh i challenge
1: there's... to to is he?
0: Ah, there's, there's Kev, made a, eh, Kevin Forty made a good comment, Kilmarnock could be a good loan club for six months, aye, maybe go good in
1: there with Derek McInnes and learn how to know Aye, win. aye, you, just over. you know what I mean? Aye, um, and interestingly enough, you've got uh, the boy uh, Henderson, who's just left Celtic permanently now, he's yep, on yep. He's only a, a ha- half-season loan, but at the end of it, he'll be made permanent. But for that yes. half-season, he cannot play against Celtic. An interesting yep. one. I think Rangers did that similarly whenever they sold, uh forget the guy's name, to Aberdeen. Um, it could have be McCrory or something like that? Uh, aye, moving on. Um, quite an interesting one. Welsh. Stephen Welsh. 21 Maybe. years old. He's had Maybe. a lot of exposure. But the interesting thing is Udinese has came in for him. out of left field. Uh, Italian football. have already got a couple of um Scottish players anyway, and, and uh, Hickey, uh, the the the, the ex Hearts fullback, still a young boy, of course, and they've got Henderson as well, a uh, former Celtic player. Um, that's how are. So Udinese have came in uh, looking for for Welsh for a very cup pride deal. Uh, I think it was just like, roughly about one million, maybe one million plus. Uh, for me, there's far too much potential. I know that some people like to write off a, a, a centre-back who's not six foot two. I think this guy is roughly about six foot-ish. Um, let's not forget Fabio Cannavaro, uh, the, the last defender to win a Ballon d'Or. But I think there's far too much potential for Welsh. If he was to go, we've only got Julian Starfield, Cameron carter vickers Beaton, I think he's proved but he's not a central defender. We need Stephen Welsh. It's not just one for, or oh, for the good of his career, staying healthy. We we actually do need the guy, and for, for me, he does not disgrace himself. What do you think?
0: Well, you are talking about his height, Gav. I mean, what's two inches between palms? But um, no, I that it would be it, it, it would be a dis- maybe not a disaster, but it would be stupid to sell Welsh to easy. Number one, like. He's 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 done he's done well enough. He's done reasonably well the games that he's that he's had to play this season. He's probably going to be the fourth choice centre back because uh Julian is going to come back. Hopefully he's going to replace Starfield and he's going to build up a partnership with Carter Vickers because I think that on on form on fit uh, in fitness that's that going to be the best too. Starfield could be number three, and Welsh can absolutely be number four. And also you're talking about the the, the the transfer figure that's been reported, Gav, is, is £2 million for Welsh. Ah, they can piss off. Piss off.
1: Keep him. forgot what I was going to say there. Aye, what, what, one other thing about Welsh, even if you, you've not been overwhelmed by his ability, I think his mentality for a young player, I think his mentality is brilliant. He never, he never um, shies away from responsibility. And... Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. When was the last time um, that a youth product came through the ranks at Celtic and um, solidified himself as a, a centre-back for Celtic? I think, correct me if I'm wrong, going back to Steve McManus. Steve McManus, aye. Aye. aye, aye. Prior to that.
0: Eh, no, no, a, no, good no, good. no. Um I think it was.
1: Uh, I, I remember we signed him from Did, did we sign him from uh, an Irish An Irish club at a very young age or, uh, It doesn't matter um, Aye, darn the day, Steve McManus um, So Welsh, 100% Keep him, keep him, keep him well, I
0: don't know. What's this for? Rinaldo, Celtic trying to sign Jamie Hamilton On pre-contract news just came out there Um, You'll need to tell me who that is Rinaldo Because I've not got a clue about it. Jamie Hamilton
1: uh, I read I read something about that today, but I thought I don't know if I was like half half sleeping. I don't know if he's an actual Hamilton player or if it's just Hamilton is, that that's his surname. Um I couldn't tell anything about the boy. Um aye aye, please come back in with that comment and, and uh put a wee bit of flesh to the bones on that one. Um mate, Soro, he's Soro, 23 years old. Now this guy was signed in January 2020. Uh we're top heavy as it is for him. Um, for uh, defensive midfielders We've already got Beaton, Who uh, as I said He's justified himself He's uh, proved that he is A defensive midfielder And not so much a defender So you've got Beaton, You've got McCarthy Who have signed for four Four fucking years And rumoured to be on Half decent money as well You've got McGregor Who's already been playing As a number six And then we've got Sorrow And we've also brought, brought in Idaguchi Who might be a cut above the rest uh, For me Soro, I, I want to see him do well but he's a bit of a car crash man he's just Aye, he's mate, he's, well. he starts mate, off starts off a game with a yellow card man and you just, you're just you watching behind the couch to see if he's going to make the, the 90 minutes
0: mate, he's, he's a fucking he's an idiot um, he's, he, he's a player that came in last season and made an impact uh, at the same time as David Turnbull and we, we needed a kind of wee, a wee solid midfielder that was going to get stuck in and Put in the tackles and read the game, and he done that well for for of the second part of our season. But when he came in this season, Gav, he's 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 turned into a fucking complete maniac. Like he's went from being what I called a, a Poundland Canty to a fucking Landry and Guemo. You know what I mean? It, that's that's how bad he's got. But nah, he, he's he, he's never going to he's never going to solidify a, a first team position at Celtic. You know, there, there's so many players I've got ahead of him now. And he's, he's really let himself down this season, especially the you look at the the the, the Betis game, the first game in, in the Europa League. I mean, he, he he get he get booked early on, and then he was still running about like a fucking maniac, and he nearly you sent off, sent off. So he's, he's a he's a liability, as the, the nice way to say it. So I definitely Ovski. But just on the the last point there, Gareth, uh Jamie Hamilton as the boys are telling us on the, the chat, is a centre-half for Hamilton, funnily enough. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Rinaldo, Reinal- Liverpool and Newcastle are interested in signing Hamilton as well. He's 19. Uh, Liverpool also trying to sell Jamie Hamilton, says Chilpil. Uh, Davey Boy, if Sorrow was allowed to take Brown's place last season, he may have progressed, but he's not getting it. Sell him. That's a fair point. Um... Scott Brown was played last season out of sentiment for most of most of last season. And aye, we, we, we saw he could have done a job last season. But it's not happened. Same as what happens to a lot of players. He's had his chance. It's no happened. Move him on. If he's going to get a, a move to America, then fair play him. But, aye, move on.
1: And I'm eager to get your thought and the thoughts of the viewers on this one. Uh, again, same position. We've already mentioned them just there. We're top heavy in this position. James McCarthy, I think it would be a bit yeah a weird one if we let him go after only just signing him. But James McCarthy, obviously, he's a Celtic supporter, 31 years old. We've got him on a four year contract. I think the only way that he leaves is if he wants to leave, if he's going to go out in search of genuine uh, playing football every week. I don't know. I don't know. He's back in Glasgow, back, back where his family's from. I'm still bewildered. I'm still flabbergasted, but it's definitely not an Einstein, and we know that for sure. Yeah. It, just, it just weird. But we've given him, we've given him a golden ticket at that age in your career, injury-prone. That's what you want. You want a four-year contract, and we've given him everything that he's asked for. I don't know exactly how much money he's on, but in terms of footballing chances,
0: can not see it? I know. Before I go into that, mate, uh, uh, Brian's thought <laughs> oh, it would be an absolute bell to that comment. Uh, Jamie Hamilton plays for Hamilton. Question mark: Are we interested in any players called Frank Byron or Dave Liverpool? <laughs> very good, mate. Very good. Uh, McCarthy, aye. Where, where did you start with that? Clearly, everybody knows about his past, his experience. You know, played in the Premiership with Wigan, Everton, Crystal Palace. Played with Ireland as well for many a year. So he's got got that experience and a national experience as well. He's come up here with a reputation, Gav. He's come up here and he's certainly nowhere near proved anything that he's going to be a a good player for us or as a first team player. I thought it was... uh, When I heard about it, I was delighted because he's always a player that I'd hoped would play for Celtic at some point in his career. But whenever I heard it was a four-year deal, like, that's a bit strange, that one. Guy made his debut. I was delighted because I, I was hoping that because of all that experience they had, that guys like McGregor, who takes over the captain, Sophie Brown, and takes over the leadership mantle into a team that's transitioning um, and, and 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 evolving. There's no that many accomplished leaders in it, you were hoping that McCarthy's going to come in and help True McGregor. The back back him up, you know, be a leader in the park, be a leader in the dressing room. Whether he's doing that or no, Gav, I don't know. I really can't speculate on that, but to what I've seen on the park of a player, as because that's what he is, as a player, it, <coughs> he's, he's offered pretty much nothing. Um, the, the St Johnston game's a game that myself and Dale on the, the Celtic supporters podcast have been talking about. St Johnston didn't even attack us Gav and McCarthy literally just sat, collected the ball and made a wee pass on. They never done anything. It just it was just a, a floating jersey. So for for what, for what he's shown so far, I uh, he's, he's it's been a terrible signing.
1: I think I think by the end of uh, this season, regardless of what happens, I think Ange Postecoglou and James McCarthy might just have an honest conversation between themselves and say, where do you see your future? It's not going to be at Celtic. Presumably because he might not be getting much more game time for Celtic, but it really depends on McCarthy. Uh, he's got the contract, he can see it out and public opinion will turn against him if that happens. We've, we've seen it with plenty of other players before. Um, what does he want out of this? But no, I, I, hope I, I mean, uh, what I'm
0: hoping Gav is that he's He's, he's going to have a point to proof. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't imagine him coming here and being some sort of a, a leech in that respect because the, the guy is a, he's a Celtic man. You know what I mean? He's pro, it's always been his dream to play for Celtic. Whether or no Celtics, I signed him many a years ago. They should have, but it didn't happen. So his, his, his path was created for him. He's, he's been doing that path and he's he, brought all that experience. He's had good games. He's, he's been a strong work for Everton Ireland as well. I don't think he's done yet, but as I say, as it stands anew, it's been a poor signing, especially when you look at the in terms of the 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 his contract, and he's probably he's probable transfer. He's he's a uh, he's wages sorry, which is probably going to be around about the twenty thousand pound, twenty five thousand pound mark. That would
1: be scandalous. I'd see if it's yeah, See if it's more than grand. I think that's scandalous. It really is, but. Moving on to McCarthy. Um, Again, you you don't want to see him fail. You want to see him succeed. But I I think um, the body is failing him. Mikey Johnson, a man who's uh, the opposite trajectory of his career. Uh, 22 years old. Um, Shall we decide in the summer? Uh, Where where he goes, what what he does. But 17 appearances, four starts, one goal, I think, so far for this season. Mikey Johnson. uh, And by the way, he is a bit of a whipping boy. Let's, Let's hold the hands up here. Is it justified? Maybe, maybe not. But for a flair player, for a winger, that, that's they, they're going to be losing the ball more than any other position on the park. He's not been doing it for, for, for Celtic this season. Um, and we hoped that he had that. He's always had that promise. He's got the ability, but is it the mentality? Um, and he, he must have fucking hated working under Neil Lennon. But the transition now by Ange postacoğlu have things get better for him. Where is the problem? Where is the problem with him? Um, if you were to diagnose his, his problem as a footballer, is it in the head? What's happened with Mikey Johnson,
0: Well, since Mikey Johnson came in and made his debut, Gav, you know, he was kind of. He looked like a tall enough boy, you know, It he was always quite slight. He looks as if he's, he's he certainly got the, the, the ability and the quality. He, he, can, he can have that wee turn of trick. He can take on a man, he can leave a guy on his ass. I think it's a it's a mentality thing with, with Mikey Johnson because what he does is he does he does the start and move well. You know, as I say, he can do a bit of trickery, he can buy a man, but when he's running forward and it comes into the crunch area of either uh, having to make that clinical pass, get the shot on goal, get something on target, he just doesn't do it, he doesn't look up, he doesn't, he doesn't have that... He, 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 he doesn't have a killer instinct. For me, he's too nice He's two nice a boy. There's near, there's no aggression in him. You know what I mean? I think he would I think he would massively benefit if out on loan. I did I, I think there's still a player in him. I have slaughtered him. I've absolutely slaughtered him. But that's Mertie Davies mentality for me, which maybe doesn't help. You know what I mean? Guys fucking constantly watching him. But uh, I, I I don't know if I would sell him now. new. I I would I I would stick him out on loan and see him maybe try and go and play a full season with a team.
1: I think for me, deciding the summer, I would keep him. I would definitely keep him until the end of the season because the way the injuries are going with Celtic, we just don't know what's around the corner. We might well depend on him. So keep him until the summer and then we'll make up our mind. What have we got here? Brian, Uh, I've never seen a lad make the wrong decision 90% of the time. Mikey needs to start doing uh, repetitions of his football brain. Um, I I think it's all in the head, man. Uh, Decision-making is really, really poor.
0: And there's Fud Roaster as well. By the way, Fud Roaster, I totally disagree with about your last comment about uh, James McCarthy. Uh, I did want to comment Celtic, but Celtic didn't get the finger out and actually go for him when he was playing for Hamilton. But anyway, back to your comment through defensively, Mikey Johnson is a liability, can't tackle and does track back, doesn't track back and easily passed Aye, a hundred percent. But I mean
1: how how how, how often how, how, how,
0: how often is it the, the rest of the midfielders and wingers going to track back? But the difference is there is that they're actually producing the goods further
1: up the pitch when they can get away with it. You know, what I mean? know. And at that that age, twenty-two years old, you're no longer a prospect. Let's let's fucking yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're no a boy anymore, you know what I mean. But I know,
0: the, the, but the, the thing about Mikey Johnson is Gav seen the start of the season when you saw him, he looked as if he'd be it he looked as if he'd been working out and bulked up a bit. And then Ange said that, Ange says that he's been he's been hit the gym harder, you know, and he's been trying to make changes to his physical uh, approach to the game, which mm-hmm. I've saw, I've, I've saw him closing down men, but again, it comes down to mentality for me because he just doesn't make the right decision at the right time, N- 90% of the time, 95% of the time, which is a shame because he looks as if he could be a threat. You know I mean? He looks as if he's one of these guys that you could fling on 20 minutes to go when the opposition defenders are getting tired and he can just go and skin them and roast them and he can actually be a threat, be a danger for us and be a weapon. But, in a sense, he's a, bit a weapon
1: because
0: he's fucking shit.
1: At that age, with that ability, he should be gallows. He should be taking the piss out of people on the training field at Lennox Town. And in games, he should be demanding the ball and he should be delivering. Because if you're not at that age, then your your future, regret, regrettably, is not going to lie at Celtic. And, the,
0: well, and, the, and there you are. There's saying there's You've either got decision-making or you haven't.
1: That's it, football intuition, football intuition that, That's you know, a fair that, point, I mean there's
0: that there's that old sentiment You've, you're either, you are either
1: either learn it when you're a boy or you fucking don't when you're an adult, you know what I mean, you can't learn it Totally, Co- coaching, coaching can serve one type of purpose but what he's lacking, I don't think coaching is going to is going to uh, improve that, that that void that he has in his armoury but moving on to this boy, uh, he, he is still a boy Whenever you look at him Dembele, Karamoko Dembele. Now, it's remiss remiss of me not to mention that McGinty, our uh, fellow podcaster on the Jungle Gyms, he would love to be here to to defend his corner. Uh, McGinty, I said it in the chat earlier on, I think he is the president of the Karamoko Dembele fan club. He's 19 years old next month. He got injured in pre-season, which was the last thing that he needed uh, for his development. He's got six months left on his deal, and one thing that I think quite uh, poignant is there's no chatter about his renewal of the contract. The buzz around this player peaked several years ago and it's gone quiet. I don't know what goes behind closed doors um, but Dembele I think his future lies elsewhere.
0: I, just before I'm going to talk about that, uh, Ronaldo I'll just answer you now mate. Uh, just wanted to ask you guys how excited i used to see the new Simon's play. i get Back to you on that, mate. After we answer this, this question to Gavry, right? um, Aye, Gav. Uh, I think the, the, the problem with the belly is for, a, for a, a wee guy that's what five feet fucking two, he's become the biggest piece of overhype in, in Celtic's history. Uh, I don't have anything personal against the wee guy. I don't, uh, he's, he, is, he's, he's he's never going to make it to Celtic, he might have. He might have the techers and the skills, you know, that's good enough in the playground. But if he was that good, he would have been in the team. He really would have.
1: I, I find uh, that a very I, I, sorry. I think it's a very very lazy comparison to compare him to um, Islam Ferruz uh, because of the, the the racial background. But I, I do believe that um, Dembele is a, a first generation immigrant in terms of his stature, that and his position. That's why the kind comparisons come up all the time with, um, uh, Feroz, and we know exactly what happened to Feroz. In fact, the funny thing is we don't we don't even know where he is. The last time I heard of him, he was like, playing in Cyprus. Um, no, the, la- the
0: last I heard of Feroz, he was actually selling hats. Do, you-, <laughs> oh, no, I'm Do you? I'm serious. I'm serious. Really? I'm serious. Is right. that,
1: that? What hat? What's that? Did you buy your hat for Feroz?
0: Uh, no, I'm,
1: I'm looking at advertising no? mm, though. But, but is is the belly, the is going to make a proper career in football. think is going to do you think is going, going to go the same way as uh, there is.
0: I've got absolutely no idea. I mean, I've got my own opinions on it and I'm and I'm just speculating. But the wee fella was getting so much exposure when when he was like. 15, 14, sorry. When he was breaking into the, the under twenty one teams, you know what I mean. He, at that point, he was he was representing Scotland, and then he switched over to England. But by the way, it was well within his rights because he was born in England. So if he wanted yeah. to choose England, if he wanted to choose England, that's fair enough. I know there's a whole fucking problem with you know turning his back on Scotland by X, X amount of people, but that's fine. Um. I think he's had that much exposure. And then when he's made the switch to England, you know, you know it's like Gav, he'll have people in his ear saying Scotland's shite, Celtic like, shite, come on down to England. Far and his
1: away. brother he it. plays in England
0: as well, is that right? his, his, his brother's um Sarique, The last time I seen him, Gav, he was playing for Peterborough. I don't know where he is now, but um he's he's done he's done no bad, Do you know what I mean? He's getting a game in League One. But to, to go back to Karamoko Dembele, I don't think he'll be here at the end of the season. And I think, personally, he's so overhyped, it's unbelievable. Whether, whether he goes on and makes a, a, a career down in England, which which is where he'll probably go, I don't know. And to be perfectly honest, I don't really care. Um, because I don't see him being a Celtic player for that much longer. And unfortunately, as soon as that player leaves Celtic, I couldn't get a fuck about him. So I'm preempting that. Well does, me
1: uh, do, not, do not cross, Paddy. He does not give a fuck about you, you and safety. And uh, I think the main thing is for me. There's been no chatter about the renewal of his contract. Um, so, aye, I I think the writing's on the wall there. And finally, I've got one more name. One, in fact, what have we got here for David Boy? Dembele. It was really overhyped as a young boy. He's never going to make it at the top. A uh, future jobber with an ego. Um, he'll make money but it will be in league one and two.
0: Fair play, fair play, but as I say, I'll get Neil Wilty towards a wee guy, I just don't see him progressing at Celtic. Whether or no he should have had a chance earlier on, that's up for question because we know what the Celtic Academy has been like in the recent years. We, young players not having a clear pathway into the first team, which has been totally, totally wrong. We've seen an influx of players leaving. Uh, Liam Morrison going to Bayern Munich, you know, fucking. Angelini away to stoke players like that good players leaving <coughs> because they want to get a promise of the first team but we Anne's been has been here and's been so big on youth development you would think that there would be inroads to, to keep him here. You think that would be a contract offered you think you'd he hear something gav but you don't you know what I mean so that's why I don't think that there's any any future
1: here for him. Um he can't really judge him. Um I think he's back in in, in first-team training just now. I think he came back in uh, quite recently, but the the injury that he got in pre-season was not good for Celtic and not good for him because Andrew's not really had a a proper opportunity. uh,
0: There's there's one for uh, AJ SC Tech. I get the feeling that the early him got got to his ego and warped him. Let's see if he recovers from injury. I, I think that myself, mate. As I say, I don't have any basis to ground that one. That's just speculation. That's just my, my idea, possible idea. But <laughs> as I say, I've not got any old was words to be fair, so <coughs> if it goes then, good luck to him.
1: And uh, the, the final name that I've got for you, Paddy, is Albin Ajete. Uh, oh. tw- 25 years old, um, centre-forward. I think the injury that he got Against fuck, I can't even who it was. It was just like a, a month or so ago um, at Parkett. That that was really really bad for him, man, for the club because at that point Kyogo was injured and we really needed someone to step up to the plate. We've already signed Jack and Marcus, um, and he's been injured. So that was the ideal moment, the ideal opportunity for Albina to try and justify to the fans why we should keep him. And like, ironically. Our style of play should actually suit a player of his caliber because he's a kind of a penalty box striker, one touch and finish, that sort of thing. Um and we you see it from Kyogo. Um he's more of a penalty you know, box player as well. So I'll be in a jetty you know, let the other players outside the box do the work when it comes to you convert. That's all you need to do. Um but it's really no work to do it for him. He, he scored like a couple. Did he score one? Was it one against Real Betis? Um, away, away from home, in and <coughs> Seville, um, and obviously, in fact, that that's the game that he got injured in the Parquet game against Seville. Whenever he tried to close the keeper down, and he pulled up with a hamstring. Another irony of ironies, you know what I mean? Aye, aye. He, get, he gets injured doing the exact thing that which Ange wants him to do, close down your opponent. Um, I think it's, you know, I mean, a, a guy of pedigree. We, we go on for play for Baal a good European team. Then gets the move to to West Ham. Surplus the requirements of West Ham. Kind of difficult to make the grade there. And seeing that their transfer policy at West Ham sucks. Um, well, historically it does. It's not that good. But it comes up to Glasgow. It's no work to it for him. Do you think he's shite? Or do you think it's just the right player wrong time? Or just that no. a lot of mis- injuries?
0: No, I think he's, he's, he's obviously, he's, he's clearly a player with, with quality. What you, what you get with a jetty, though, is you don't get any consistency, uh, Gav. You know, what, what, one game he can be, really, really good, he can be effective, he can score a goal and then you'll no see him for another month or two. So, he's, he's a player where there's absolutely no point in having him. When when he's good, which has been very, very few compsies like that, he's been he, he's been effective, but I, he's a, he's another one that's an absolute bag at, at the best of times. He doesn't get involved, he doesn't track back, he doesn't chase his runner down and as you say, the one time he does it, he goes, he goes and pulls his hamstring, which is probably unfortunate. But as I say, there, there, there's, there's been a few times this season when I've actually liked, really liked his application, especially the, the, the pre-season, because we, we spoke about that a lot. We were, we were looking at players that had maybe, you know, changed their attitude for the last season. And Ajayi was one that I thought had slumped down a wee bit. And wow. he, he, and his movement was good. And then all of a sudden, it just disappeared again. it just looked slow, cumbersome. So, aye, he can get to fuck uh, with with the with the best
1: with the best of um, and I would I until the summer. Uh, again with injury crisis, we don't know what's around the corner. Giamakis, we can't really trust him. No, I
0: would rather sell him, mate, and just put Roaster up front. Um, he's he's probably going to die. He's probably going to get into more holes than
1: achievable. <laughs> <laughs> I aye, I, uh, fair this, fair tos Right, I've not got my email names but right, well, ju- just
0: before we Just before we go back on that and I'll go back to uh, Ronaldo's comment Rinaldo, Hi, Rinaldo, sorry uh, Just want to ask you guys How excited are you to see the new signings play? I'll let you Rattle on with that one first, Gav Aye
1: uh, Maeda, Maida, Maeda Maeda, his name Dyson in Maeda uh, Very very excited. Um, I think, I, and again, we've not yet seen him in the flesh, but I'm anticipating that Jota might go to the right and Maida will occupy the, the left forward. And of course, he'll go up front. I think that will happen, especially with um, other players. Things are not going well for them, such as James Forrest, who normally would always be your first picket at uh, right forward. I'm very excited about Maida. Um the guy's a workhorse. Really, really excited about his actual mm-hmm. work In terms of his quality, I don't know how good he is with the ball at his feet. I think he he's good at like a, a one-touch finish. I don't think he, he might be the best dribbler in, in the world, but I think Costa Corko is bringing him in because he knows exactly where he's going to get from I think he's going to be a fan favourite. Yeah, really, really looking forward to him. Hitati and Idigiti are a bit of a unknown quantities. More so for Hitati because he's a I don't want to say a, a, a jack of all trades a master of none I think that's a, a horrible label to give someone who's a utility player but he's a young boy and I think um, whenever we had Dan Dan, Dan Orlowitz, um the, the, the J-League um, expert he said that he's one of those players that you need to really you know take care of him look after him and give him all the support that he needs I don't know how how strong mentally this player is um, certainly what he's seen to do well but he's already a, a Japanese international and he he won, he won the J-League the anyway. So he's already got a winner's medal from that. So he must be of of good stock, of good pedigree. I'm looking forward to that. And mean, Gucci, I'm intrigued about what he can do that would be maybe set him, apart from Beaton, from McCarthy, from Soro. I'm intrigued to see what his composure is like because a lot of the, the Japanese players who come to, to Europe are normally quite technically gifted. But I'm quite excited to see about that. In terms of Johnny Kenny, No idea. Um, Big bustling 18-year-old centre-forward. I think, I don't know if he's going to trump Joey Dawson in terms of the pecking order, or if he's going to go to the B B team. I do not know about that. But I'm looking forward to it anyway. Fuck, we really need to come together. We really need to push on. Um, The bed and in period, I don't think anyone really has much of a licence to do that. What do you think, Paddy? (coughs) I
0: I seen a comment earlier on... um... And it was about Dembele. We were obviously we were talking about Dembele, and somebody says, "Give him the rest of the season." Unfortunately, we can't give a guy like a kid like Dembele the rest of the season. We are in a massive, massive title fight here. We need to win this league this season. It's imperative. It's colossal. You know, apart from wrestling back the title, that's ours. There's there's that massive carrot at the Champions League at the end of the season. So we need guys to come in and absolutely boss it. Guys like Maida, uh, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be an incredible signing because his what rate, his quickness, his sharpness, his dynamicism, his directness, he's closing down, he's pressing, everything is going to terrorise SPL defenders. Especially playing on a big pitch like Celtic Park, he's going to be able to cause so much fucking carnage if he wants to. Uh, Hatati, I think, is going to be a wee guy that will be able to come in and, and, and cause a bit of havoc and You know, I mean, he's he's probably going to be a guy that the ball stick to his feet and he'll run and he'll get forward and he'll get into good positions. He'll win cup with the wingers, the midfielders, the inside forwards, whatever you want to call them. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Ida Gucci because he's a player that I've not really seen at all. Not that I've seen a lot of yeah, either two of them, but my and Hatati, I've been on that wonderful scouting system that's called YouTube quite a lot. and been excited by it. But Ida Gucci is one that I want to see how he slots into the team. Because I think if he gets a game, Gav, he'll be the one that sits in front of the defenders as the lowest-sitting midfielder that that uh, McGregor has kind of been most of the season. And then it'll be... Uh, sorry, it'll be Ida Gucci, McGregor pushing on a wee bit, and then hopefully Tam Rogic up top and that three. So for me, that that's that's kind of you've got good passers, you've got somebody that's going to be able to read the game and kinda dictate at both ends. You know, I mean Ida get hopefully dictate defensively
1: and Tom Rogic dictate offensively. I think I think for that shift in the midfield, for that to happen, Itagucchi needs to be very, very good. Because that means if he goes in, McGregor pushes up, and obviously you've got Tam nobody's going to, going to oust him. If that happens, that means that Turnbull's no getting a game, and Hatati's no going to get a sniff either. So I, I know that we're just speculating here, and that's what, that's what we're here. That's why we've got a podcast to kind of talk about these hypotheticals. But if that's going to happen, Idiguchi will have to be a proper player. And, and seeing that, we need to acknowledge that McGregor's done very, very well in the number six role. Um but I think has, me and we do agree that the Turnbull has got a little bit more to offer. Turnbull's maybe maybe like a six and a half out of ten. Maybe he can push on and until he does that, then we're going to see these shifts in the midfield.
0: Aye. I listen, I think whatever whatever happens, he's got to play his he strengths. He's got to play the players who are performing the best. The like say um Turnbull. Turnbull's been you no know, been at the races for, for long enough this season. If we'd have had the players and, and the personnel to be able to make a change, I think he would have been dropped. Been but now that we're getting guys like Gucci and eh, Riley McGree, who's also another midfielder, that gives us the option to drop players, rest them, and let them find form again. Just to, to jump back into the last kind of wee round of comments, eh, Gav. Chill says that all uh, Japanese players are loyal and they will run till they drop. That's good to hear. Uh Fud Roaster, do you think Ange will change from 443 to 352 now that he has strength with his squad? Uh absolutely not, mate. I don't think he's willing to change his formation. I think that's as his formation, but I think what he wants to do is a, is is take the players that he's got and the formation he's got to another level. By bringing in players who are more suited to play to play that kind of style, you know, I mean, he's 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 molded players that's already here to play that way. But now he's handpicking players that he knows can play it in that formation, and I think that that's that's clearly a, a massive positive that he's getting guys that he's worked with before. He's getting
1: guys that he saw
0: a, a, in his previous leagues. You know what I mean?
1: I think I think three five two has been a popular. <laughs> has been a popular suggestion as a a plan B for Celtic. And obviously, and just came out and said, for want of a better word, that he doesn't have a plan B. It's just, you know, it's always plan A, just do it better. But I think yeah. if we did go 3 5 two, Jota, for me, is not a centre forward. Jota looks to me, for me, it's completely obvious. He loves to, to kind of hug the the, the touchline and come inside, whether it be a left or a right coming in that way. Um, him playing up top alongside Furuhashi, uh, uh, I cannot see it. And he's certainly not a wing-back. So if you're playing a three-five-two, he's not going to be a wing-back. That, that That's just spoiling his his abilities what his potential. But it is a, an interesting one because then you've got Marcus. Where does Giacomacchus fit into all of this? So if we did do a 3-5-2 and you never had that that quandary, that dilemma about getting the best out of Jota, certainly certainly Marcus and Kyogo off front, that would be an interesting dynamic. So maybe it would be but not not our favour If we were to go Gav, in, if you we were to play Avengers tomorrow, we would not do a three
0: five two. No, no. Ga Gav you know my you know my opinions on it, mate. I would always have two strikers up front in any formation that I deployed as a manager. I would always have that kind of robust, strong, aerial dominant little. dominant striker who can go and terrorise defenders and make space and have the wee guy being able to feed off him. But, you know, the whole 4-3-3 three, three system is set up so is that there's three interlinking, or interchanging forwards, constantly trying to bamboozle an opposition defence and just take them on. But that only works if you've got somebody driving forward through midfield to back them up. Because mm-hmm. when you've got Jota, for talking sake, out on the left, or a Bada or a Maida, hopefully, on the right, or whatever, when you've got Kyoko in the middle, he's up against two, three, four, and five defenders, it then starts to become troublesome when he's trying to do that all himself. Do you know what I mean? So when you get that guy busting the forward for midfield, I that that's, that essentially turns into four strikers. If you get another guy pressing forward, that turns into five strikers. Do you know what I mean? So that's where the transitions got to be in the tactics. You know what I mean? It's got to be ever evolving during the game. So I know I know guys are can, can have a chat 3 say they're talking three five two four three three whatever, but again, that evolves and changes within the game. Whether he starts off. At uh, four three three, when he's When when, he, when he's attacking, you know, our inverted fullbacks turn into midfielders. So it then becomes like a two, can, I can't even count them. Uh, two at the back, loads of midfielders and loads of forwards. You know what I mean? When we're defending, it turns, you, you, you get four at the back plus two dropping backs. So it turns into six. You know what I mean? Well, so what
1: saying, is, can I just take your maths on that one, please? Don't ask
0: me to do that again. I can't count.
1: I got I got the same answer as you Yeah, like, we're cool, we're cool. Right. <laughs> no, no bother fucking Rachel Riley.
0: <laughs> Get your tits in.
1: <laughs> right. Um, shall so we end it with that one? Um, any other comments that you ought to you to um uh, address before we wrap it up for tonight, mate?
0: Um no, I just just absolutely delighted to, to be seen Celtic back in action soon. Um I absolutely delighted. Listen, just 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 wanted the viewers as well, we have had... We've had guys on all night, and it's been absolutely great. We usually only do a bit an hour for the, for the weekly roundup, but because these are all on, these are all talking away, listening, whatever, getting involved, we've stuck on for an extra 40 minutes. So thanks very much to everybody. And if he's could all do us a favour, if he's could all jump on the YouTube and hit the subscribe on the channel, that would be a massive, massive help, because we're getting... We're getting thousands of viewers, but no a lot of subscriptions for some reason. So if you could go jump on it, and he's a wee subscription, that'd be great. And a wee like.
1: Very demanding. Very demanding. And if you can hit that like button as well, you've got no idea how much how much that benefits our grown me podcast. So thank you so, so much uh, for actually staying with us for, for the entire duration. Almost an hour and 40 minutes. Fucking hell, we can wrap it on. Uh, aye. Uh, so the next game is uh, Monday, the 17th of January at home at Hibs. Quarter to quarter to eight. Aye, Monday night kickoff. That is a weird one. I don't know if it's televised, but I'm looking forward to it anyway. Oh, it's pushed um, by the way.
0: That's sorry. That's I meant to have a fucking rant about that. I know. Imagine fucking changing the Hun game for Sunday a Wednesday night. Dirty rotten bastards. I need I need to get pushed on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, now because Dry January is going to be finished and I'm going to be celebrating. Come on, you boys in green.
1: <laughs> aye, aye, come February, man. Need to have a good time. Uh,
0: so, sorry, uh, sorry, Gav. There's, there's Davy, boy. Davy, I'll just answer you the name, mate. Uh, start giving us a bit of warning if you can on YouTube that you're going live. Davy, we are usually every Tuesday uh, at seven o'clock. G- generally, every Tuesday at seven o'clock. What we'll do, mate, is we'll, we're on Twitter at uh, Pod. We'll get as, as much notice up for you as you can. As, as we can, sorry, we're on Facebook and all, but generally every Tuesday at seven o'clock, um, and usually either before or after a game as well. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question, mate. And anything we can do da- to keep you updated, we'll do we'll that. But if you if you hit the subscribe button, we'll, we'll we'll try and get reminders up, please. Aye,
1: that's your job, mate. That's you. You're the, the IT.
0: Sorry, I, 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 I'm, I'm still trying to figure out all this shit, so bear with us.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't even have Facebook, so I, I'm totally off the radar in that Oh, capacity. yes, you
0: do.
1: Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I fucking don't, mate. Right, <laughs> anyway, anyway, Paddy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, good to see the. You. You're still going strong with the, the dry January. Keep it up, mate. You're doing well. And um, I've been drinking so much water that I need a fucking fish. Right, so let's finish up uh, again to the viewers. Thank you so, so much. And hi, um, we'll catch you again soon. Alright, lads. Thanks very much. Yo,
0: hail. hail.
1: Are